Today's scripture reading comes from Matthew 5:9 and John 14:27. Here's the word of the Lord. Matthew 5:9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. John 14:27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, praise, and glory be to God. Seventy-seven years ago, on August 6th, at 8.15 a.m., the American warplane, Enola Gay, dropped an Iranian bomb into the middle of the city of Hiroshima. And a little over 72 hours later, on August 9th, a plutonium bomb was dropped into Nagasaki. In Hiroshima, roughly 70,000 Japanese citizens were killed in the flash on just one day and approximately another 70,000 would die in the following two to four months from burns, other injuries, radiation sickness, and related illnesses. In Nagasaki, the numbers were roughly between 40,000 and 50,000. Those two atomic bombs eventually would claim the lives of roughly a quarter of a million people. Generations of Japanese People bear the physical, mental, psychological, and cultural scars of those bombings from 1945. Now, Koko Kondo, a friend of mine, um, some of you may know her as well, she's an internationally recognized peace advocate, and she's spoken all over the world. And she's also spoken to us at WOW, Women on Wednesday, and she's spoken at various schools. I know she's gone to Canadian Academy each year to speak about peace. She is a hibaksha, an A-bomb victim. She was only eight months old when the bomb dropped on Hiroshima. And I will read excerpts of an article about her. Koko Kondo was only eight months old when her city was destroyed by the bomb dropped on Hiroshima but the bombing had profound implications over the course of her life. She and her mother survived the blast while their home collapsed on top of them. One of her first memories of the aftermath, she said, was that as a child, she was comforted by a group of teenage girls. I could not see their faces. Their lips were seared to their chins and their eyes would not close because of the burns, she said. Her father, Kyoshi Tanamoto, a Methodist minister, was featured in John Hersey's book, Hiroshima. And he ran an effort called the Hiroshima Maidens to allow Japanese girls and youth and young women who had had their faces altered by the bombing to have corrective plastic surgery. Reverend Tanimoto would go to the US and take these Hiroshima maidens with them, and it was there he would promote peace, and he collected money not only to help these women, but also others who've been affected by the bombing. He never stopped fighting for peace until his death in 1987. 
His work led him to be interviewed for a TV show in the States back in 1955 known as This Is Your Life. You can actually find it on YouTube. This Is Your Life with uh, Kiyoshi Tanimoto. And on that show, they bring people secretly to appear on the show, unknownst to the person that they're honoring. So he was joined by his family, unknownst to him, and they came on stage and he was very surprised. And another surprise was Robert Lewis, the co-pilot of the Enola Gay plane that dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima. He was also there and came on to the TV show, This Is Your Life, unknownst again to Reverend Tanimoto. So it's a surprise to him. Well, as a child, Coco described hating the people who had destroyed her city. And she hated the men who had dropped the bomb. And she often said that if she ever saw them, she would want to kick them and punch them because they had done such a horrible thing. But she witnessed the deep remorse and regret from Lewis firsthand. He had tears in his eyes. And she went up to him and hugged him on that TV show in front of millions of people. And she realized at that moment that hating people was not the way. It's war itself that's evil. And Coco hopes that we will continue to pray for peace in the world from person to person so that peace may be found in the hearts of each and every one of us. 77 years ago, Japan's Emperor Hirohito broadcast his message of surrender at noon on August 15th. So uh, this is the 14th, August 15th would be Monday. This is the day Japan surrendered to the U.S., August 15th. World War II ended 1995, but since 19... It ended in 1945, but since 1945, there's been countless wars. Just to name a few, we've had the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the war in Lebanon, the Gulf War, Somalia, Haiti, Afghanistan, and of course, most recently, the war between Russia and Ukraine. So how can we be peacemakers? One way to start is we can pray. Prayer is always good and needed. Prayer can bring unity. But some of us might be called by God to do more. And so there's little steps and big steps to leading to peace. And Roy shared a bit of that in his children's message to us. Prayer also leads to action, and action takes many forms. Eleanor Roosevelt, she was the wife of President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was the 32nd president in the US. He was president from 1933 to 1945. And she once said these words, it isn't enough to talk about peace. One must believe in it. And it isn't enough to believe in it. One must work at it. Reverend Toyohiko Kagawa, a well-known evangelist and pacifist, I've talked about him before in other sermons, and there is in Sanomia the Kagawa Kininkan, the Kagawa Memorial Center, which has a museum as well as a cafe, and it's the spot where Kagawa Sensei's first church was planted in Kobe. 
Well, he became a Christian in his youth, and he was sent by Presbyterian missionaries, by two Presbyterian missionaries to be exact, he was sent to seminary. And at that time, it was during the Russo-Japanese War, which was, the war was between 1904 to 1905. So the students back then had military training, and as part of their military training, they would hold guns and practice shooting, and Toyohiko Kagawa was a pacifist and a Christian, very strong Christian, so he didn't want to do the military training. So the other students took turns beating him up. That's not very peaceful, and that's something we do not do if we're promoting peace, as Roy was telling the children. But he took Jesus' words to heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. And he believed that nations should not go to war. He said, it's not enough to have ideals. We must translate them into action. So there are many ways to take action to bring about peace. Well, we can vote for politicians who support peace and support policies promoting peace. We can support Article 9 and the Japan Peace Constitution. We can work for reconciliation. We can build bridges with people from other countries. One example of building bridges that I'd like to share is that my husband, Toshi, um, each year he helps with an art exhibit in Osaka showing art from children in South Korea, North Korea, and Koreans in Japan. It, they do an exhibition with children. And so having children show their, heart, um, their artwork is one way to bring peace. There are many, many ways to be peacemakers. Our scripture today said, blessed are the peacemakers. And so what is a peacemaker and what did Jesus mean? So peacemaker is someone who is actively seeking to reconcile people to God and to one another. Koko Kondo is an avid peacemaker who speaks worldwide about peace. And we, as a congregation, may find other ways that we can promote Peace. I told you there are ways to do it, big and small. Roy Mislang has shared in his talks in Sunday School, as you know, he is someone who likes to um, talk about Hebrew words very much, and he's talked about the word shalom, which is peace in Hebrew. When I was in Israel, I heard the word shalom and also salam, which is an Arabic word. I would hear that spoken in Palestine. Shalom and salam. And it's used as a word of greeting, either departing or saying hello to people. And it has a much wider meaning than just hello or goodbye because it encompasses wholeness and health, prosperity, serenity, well-being, freedom from trouble, perfect welfare, harmony, and blessedness of God. Shalom, shalom. Blessedness of God, that's my favorite part of the meaning of shalom. The blessings in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26, said by Aaron, the high priest, brings out this idea of blessedness when the word shalom is used. Let me read this part of scripture. The Lord bless you and protect you. 
the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. This is often used as a benediction. And if you remember, Billy Burke used this as his favorite benediction whenever he preached for us. Shalom includes justice and righteousness. Where justice and righteousness prevails and righteousness rules, there will also be peace. But without these two virtues, lasting peace is not possible. I'd like to show you the word shalom in Japanese. Many of you know this word. Hewa. In Korean, I believe it's said pyeonghwa. Is that correct? Pyeonghwa. Hewa. The Koreans are smiling at me with my bad accent. All right. Anyway, hewa. The kanji expresses uh, peace, of course, but it's made up of hei, wa, two characters. And the first part, hei, is you can see on the very top, that's like a roof. We're all under the same roof. And for Christians, we can think of us under the same roof under heaven. And then wa is made up of two parts here. It's just, just wa is the kanji for harmony. But part of the kanji on the left side is for grain. If you know the kanji for rice or grain. And the other side is the kanji for mouth. So peace is not just the absence of war or conflict, but the realization of social justice where everyone has enough to eat. Although, sadly, in some cases, food can also be used as a weapon by countries as to who receives food and who doesn't. And some people have said Russia has caused a global food crisis. The word peacemakers means the foundation, the founder or promoter of peace. To be a peacemaker is not passive, but it requires action. Jesus didn't say, blessed are the peace wishers, or the peace dreamers, or the peace lovers, but blessed are the peacemakers. It requires initiative to make peace. And God is the author of peace. God wants us to live in peace. Jesus is the supreme peacemaker. And Jesus is moving in our midst, bringing peace and calling us to bring peace to others and peace to our world. Jesus came to establish peace and his message explained peace. His death purchased peace. His resurrected presence enables peace. And we in turn give our lives to Jesus and we become peacemakers. And this is how we live in unity and peace in the world. Scripture says that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. In Scripture, we read about how the, an angel, the angels announced his birth by singing, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people whom God favors. Jesus' words of absolution to sinners was, go in peace. Just before he was crucified, Jesus' last will and testament was our second reading for today. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Your heart must not be troubled or afraid. 
when the Lord returned after the resurrection, his first words to the disciples was, Shalom, peace to you. Jesus brought the peace of God, and as I said, he's the ultimate peacemaker who brings peace to our hearts. He paid the price for our sins by shedding his blood on a cross for us so that we could experience peace and we could go out and be peacemakers. Paul, the apostle, wrote through Christ God was, was pleased to reconcile everything to himself by making peace through the blood of his cross. Paul informed us that Jesus might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. Christ is our supreme example in bringing peace to our hearts, our relationships, our church, our nation, and our world. Of course, that task's not easy, and we are fortunate and blessed that there are many organizations that are working for peace, um, Toshi and I, when we were in Tokyo, we were part of the Nuclear Issues and Peace Committee of the National Christian Council in Japan. And that's where Toshi was the general secretary. It's called Nihon Kristo Kyogikai in Japanese. And I was the editor of an English newsletter that tried to lift up Christian-related social issues. And I did this in addition to pastoring at West Tokyo Union Church. We were all support of, part of a support group, Toshi still is part of one now, for Article 9, which is the no war clause in the Japanese constitution. One thing I remember also that we did when we were living in Tokyo was our annual caroling for peace with other Catholic and Protestant churches. And there was even one Buddhist priest who would join each year, even though we were caroling, of course, Christian songs. But he would bring his Buddhist drum and hit it in time. And he actually said that, I also am a Christian. I want to be a Christian. <laughs> so a little bit unusual priest, Buddhist priest. But after peace worship in a church, and this one year we did it at Tokyo Union Church, we'd go out into the streets singing these Christmas carols. And so I find that music is another way to bring peace to the hearts of people and unite us. And I believe it, this year at Christmas, Roy Miss Lang will be telling us about a group of churches getting together to do caroling united. And this will be um, down in, uh, I guess, Sanomia, American Park area, correct? Okay, Brother Roy will tell us more about this as we get closer to the time. In Paul's letter to the Romans, Paul told them, if possible, on your part, live at peace with everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Live at peace with everyone. So it's pretty clear. Live at peace with everyone. But Paul adds that all important phrase, if it's possible, and sometimes it is not, but the last part says, as far as it depends on you. And so I believe we have a God-given, scripturally directed responsibility to pursue peace. There's a hymn, we've sung it before, we won't sing it today, but it's called, Let There Be Peace on Earth and Let It Begin With Me. So it begins with us. 
the Apostle Paul declared, God has called you to peace. And it does begin with us. Sometimes we must or will agree to disagree as peacemakers, and it's not always easy, and things may not always go smoothly. But we can still be peacemakers with our words and our actions and by spreading forgiveness, understanding, and reconciliation. St. Francis of Assisi is known as a peacemaker because of the prayer he may or may not have written. We're not quite sure, but there's a prayer, the St. Francis prayer, that is attributed to him. In the year 1181, he was born in Assisi in Italy. He was the son of an Italian cloth merchant, and he took part in a war as a knight. And his family was also a very wealthy family. But he had a dream, or he had a vision. And on his return home, his life changed, and he gave up all of his wealth. He lived a life of poverty for God and dedicated himself entirely to God and entirely to living in peace. Peace comes when we learn that the Holy Spirit within us is trying to teach us to be peacemakers, helping us to be peacemakers, and each of us can be peacemakers. Each of us can find ways to change the world a little at a time. And perhaps you feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart this morning, urging you to be more of a peacemaker. If so, I invite you to repeat silently after me, line by line, just the first part, we won't do the whole prayer, but the first part of this prayer of St. Francis. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Let's repeat. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy, where there is sadness, joy. There's more to the prayer, and you can Google it later to read the whole prayer. It's, also, it's a prayer for peace. And we pray that the peace of Christ abide in our hearts and throughout the whole wide earth and we pray that peace will fall afresh upon us. Amen. Amen.